Today we're going to be thinking about how we play our part as a church in caring for God's world. It's something that we've, we've thought about a lot over the last few years. And also about how we play our part in caring for those um, that we share the world with. And I'm really excited that we're going to hear from Thew and from Anne um, a bit later about different things um, that they're involved in um, that I hope will inspire us and um, help us to think about things that we might like to get involved in. So I just wanted to give a quick um, reminder or, or summary for those who are newer to Wanish. Um, we started on this, this journey that we call sustainability um, about six years ago because um, we recognised that being followers of Jesus includes a responsibility um, to care for God's creation. And since then, as we know, uh, the climate crisis in particular has really intensified uh, and we've become more and more aware uh, that as well as the evident um, damage to the world itself, it's often the poorest people who are suffering um, the worst effects of that, even though they did the least to cause it. So there's also an issue of justice, and as Christians we know that we are called to speak up for justice. So a few years ago we got involved in the eco-church scheme that is run by a Christian charity called Arosha. Um, this is a, a scheme that helps churches uh, kind of understand and improve um, their environmental footprint um, in various different ways. Uh, we fairly quickly qualified for the Bronze Award. Um, it was a bit more of a stretch um, to get to silver, but we did manage that um, last year, which was a real testament to uh, the progress that we've made and the involvement and commitment of um, lots and lots of people in the congregation. And over the last couple of years, we've run um, various services, a bit like this one, um, most recently, we did a, a Climate Sunday service last year um, that was specifically focused on thinking about um, the climate crisis and what a Christian response to that might look like. Um, we've run uh, various Lent courses, um, one last year and one a couple of years previously, um, and occasional evening events to help us explore um, different aspects of sustainability and to think about um, our response and, and what that might look like for us. Um, before COVID, we ran a sustainability fair um, in Lawnsmead, which was really successful and brought in um, lots of different people from the community. Uh, unfortunately, we've not, for obvious reasons, been able to do that since, but um, we are going to have a sustainability stall at the village fair uh, next Sunday. So if you're around, please do come along and say hello. We're also uh, trying as a church to keep improving uh, how we manage our building uh, or buildings, including uh, the vicarage as well, um, and our land. And excitingly, um, we have agreement uh, in principle to uh, submit an application to install solar panels on the, the south-facing roof of the church. It's quite a long process, as you can imagine, um, to, to get that up and running. Um, we're hoping to get our application in for that over the summer, um, but I understand that it's quite a backlog in um, getting applications reviewed and approved and there may be a bit of uh, toing and froing on that but that, that is in motion which is, um, which is exciting uh, and obviously we'll be keeping you posted on how that goes and we're also working on uh, an exciting project to develop the churchyard uh, in a way that promotes uh, biodiversity and you'll have seen all sorts of wonderful things going on uh, out there um, in recent months so I'm delighted that you um, is here to tell us more about that. He's really got an amazing vision um, for what the churchyard um, can, can do and can be. Um, and, yeah, I'm really pleased that he's here to tell us about it. So I'm going to pass over to him now.
Jane has warned me that some of you are gardeners question time people. So I've got to be very careful what I say. It all started in 2017. Um, Zelda and I were quite new to the church and we were walking along there and bumped into Debbie. And we were looking at the wall over there and I say, what a fantastic wall. Shame about the daffodils. They're looking really forlorn and she said, what have you got in mind? And I said, not a clue. Well, four or five, uh, five years later, I'm still relatively clueless probably less clueless. So we are where we are today. You would have noticed quite a lot of new wildflowers that Martin's planted, a couple of new beds and so forth. Um, I threw this up because I thought David would be impressed uh, of the view of the vicarage. Probably warrants a front window in an estate agent office. And so, but there you are. So, from there, I started creating what's on the wall. In front of it is the most beautiful wall in the whole Surrey. If you you really look at it carefully, it lends itself crying out to be planted. So, I haven't done a great job out there because there's a lot of competition. The yew trees behind are a nightmare. (laughs) But there we are, and it's south-facing. So what have I done here? The first thing I tried to do in the sustainability theme is to try and create green spaces. A lot's been said about during the pandemic, how important it is, and it's absolutely crucial. So try not to plan everything, (laughs) use every inch out there. So what I've done was created that bit there And then last year, there was a little bit of a talk about maybe we should dress up the vicarage. David, in particular, doesn't like people parking on the green. So I've put some flowers there to stop you guys from doing so. Sorry, David. uh, (laughs) And so the, the green spaces are deliberate. I try not to put everything or cover the whole place with plants. Now, the plant selection is a very tricky one. What I've tried to do is try and remain faithful to the color, the color palette I've got in mind. Um, At the same time, select plants that are attractive to butterflies, bees, insects, moths, you name it, um, and and so forth. I think there is a degree of probably a little bit of success there because we're getting a lot of butterflies uh, and a lot of bees. So, we see. I've also tried to keep maintenance as low as possible. It's impossible to have no maintenance. You can't have a baby in the house and say, milk in the fridge, can you? It's just not possible. So what we can do is make it lower, less mowing, um, less trimming, less feeding. So the plants out there should look after themselves and be cut down once a year. You'd be pleased to hear. I have also tried to use materials that are already in existence in the church. The two new beds 
have all been um, maintained by the compost behind there. I resisted buying bags and bags of new compost, so I went and humped all the compost from the back into the bags. So we have not bought a single bag of compost. Um, I've also tried to use materials without buying them. That whole board made, and so the other two, from materials that was in my old garden. So everything in there had no rope miles or air miles. They came from my old garden. Um, but the most important thing here that I've tried to do is to connect with our local community. Um, it is amazing what people do do when you work out there. They stop and talk to you. And, and it is a wonderful way of, of communicating. Why are you doing this? Um, what plant is that? You can have loads of conversation out there. Um, you know, e e even David would walk past me and say, what is there not to like about this place? And so there's a danger here. If you work out there, you've got the undivided attention of the vicar. <laughs> so there you are. Now, how can you participate? A lot of people say, oh, that's Thew's garden. It's not my garden. It is our garden. And it's a community's garden. If you can't quite manage what I call a downward dock position, <laughs> you can try other things. I'm looking for someone to document the churchyard, the flowers, and the bees, the bird life, everything that you can think of. Um, if you're good with a camera or with a smartphone like mine, <laughs> you can have a go at it. But I'm looking for that. You can do help with the weeding, the watering. You can, if you can manage to start the lawnmower, you can, you can mow the grass. Um, so there are lots of it there. The one thing I would say is that if you do decide to participate, and here I want to echo what John told us a couple of weeks ago with the Ukrainians, you will get a lot more out of it than the plums. So the plums, unfortunately, have been massacred by me most of the time. But you will get a lot out of it. So really to say, please think about it. And maybe also time for me to, to thank a few people who have been really supportive. Most people here have told me they really like the garden, which is a wonderful thing for me um, to, to, to hear. Our parish council chairman, Anthony Schutz, whom I communicate with regularly, is a tremendous encourager. Two key words he said to me, small steps, small steps. And it's true, you just start small and you get there. For those of you who also donated funds, I'm sure Wendy wouldn't mind me mentioning, Wendy has sacrificed part of her world cruise budget and, and, and given some towards new plants. So it's, it's really great. Thank you, Wendy, for that. And, and the old twos, Martin's planted a lot of, of stuff, um, propagated new stuff. So do buy those wonderful plants. Um, if you're good at propagating, um, please do. I, I really like more plants. The more the merrier out there. 
but we have to be careful that the colours are correct. <laughs> so you had you had to you had to check possibly with me first as to what the colour palette is. Okay, thank you. Our reading today is taken from Psalm 104, a selection of verses, starting at verse 1. Praise the Lord, my soul. Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty. The Lord wraps himself in light as with a garment. He stretches out the heavens like a tent and lays the beams of his upper chambers on their waters. He makes the clouds his chariot and rides on the wings of the wind. He makes winds his messengers, fires of flame his servants. He set the earth on its foundations. It can never be moved. He makes springs pour water into the ravines. It flows between the mountains. They give water to all the beasts of the field. The wild donkeys quench their thirst. The birds of the sky nest by the waters. They sing among the branches. He waters the mountains from his upper chambers. The land is satisfied by the fruit of his work. He makes grass grow for cattle and plants for people to cultivate, bringing forth food from the earth. Wine that gladdens human hearts oil to make their faces shine, and bread that sustains their hearts. The trees of the Lord are well watered, the cedars of Lebanon that he planted. There the birds make their nests. The stork has its home in the junipers. The high mountains belong to the wild goats. The crags are a refuge for the hyrax. He made the moon to mark the seasons, and the sun knows when to go down. You bring darkness, it becomes night, and all the beasts of the forest prowl. The lions roar for their prey and seek their food from God. The sun rises, and they steal away. They return and lie down in their dens. Then people go out to their work. To their labour until evening. How many are your works, Lord? In wisdom you made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. I will sing to the Lord of all my, all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Nikki, thank you very much. Um, we're really uh, grateful for Jane, and we're, we're lucky to, fortunate, I should say, to have uh, Jane in the congregation because she's uh, working at Tear Fund. So, uh, really, on top of uh, what is uh, affecting not only us here, uh, but right the way across the globe. Uh, and uh, Tiffan have made uh, a range of films called Changemakers, where individuals have uh, taken the decision to uh, invoke and encourage change in their own local circumstances. 
Uh, and one such person is called Annabel. Uh, she goes to uh, St. Paul's Church in Dorking. And she brought out, she, she had this thought with um, uh, the, the climate change as it was, that she needed to care for creation. So she calls it her care creation scheme. And she's introduced it at that church. And it's rippling out uh, across the church network. So let's hear a clip from Annabelle, if we may. My name's Annabelle South, and I lead the eco-church team here at St Paul's Dorking. I've always been interested in wildlife and nature and tried to live environmentally friendly, but actually the severity and the urgency for action around the climate emergency really struck home to me. In the last few years, I work in medical research and clinical trials, and as part of that, I quite often have to travel to Africa for uh, to countries like Zimbabwe, Malawi, Uganda, and I've noticed that each time I travel, I am seeing the impact of climate change. And so I've been in meetings where nurses have been telling me about how kids are struggling to take their treatment because there's no food because of droughts. Or we've worked in places where people struggle to get to clinics because the roads and the bridges are washed away due to floods. In Zimbabwe, once I was there, there was uh, lots of people struggling to get water because the boreholes in the city had all dried up because the rains were delayed. And each time I travel, I heard more and more stories about how climate change was affecting people. And these weren't stories from eco-activists. These were from my colleagues and from the people I met just in my day-to-day business out there. But yet, when I came back to, to the UK and the people around me and the people in church, it was always kind of framed as something which was a distant problem for future generations. And so it uh, wasn't on people's agenda. And uh, that's really when I felt called to try and take action, to speak out on behalf of those already affected. So I, I started by, by getting the church involved in the eco-church scheme that our Russia run. It, things have really snowballed since then. And I think one of the things which was pivotal in us as a church deciding to take more action on, on climate and the environment was Bible study and teaching around the theology behind caring for God's creation and that this isn't an optional extra, that this is something that is intrinsic to being disciples of Christ and caring for the poor and those who are most affected by, by these disasters that climate change is bringing. So we quite quickly got through a bronze award and up to silver, which is great, and we're really proud of those. But as a church, we realised that actually the impact we could have would be much greater if, uh, if it was about engaging every member of the congregation in taking action in their own lives, not just the decisions we make as a church centrally. So we developed a scheme a bit like the eco-church scheme, but for households within the church, uh, an award scheme with bronze, silver and gold awards, uh, basically around, at the time, an Excel questionnaire uh, that asked people questions about what they were doing in, in their households around worship and prayer, home, garden, travel, food, possessions and community and global engagement and how those aspects of their life were caring for God's creation. We soon realised that this could be useful beyond St Paul's uh, for, for other churches and Christians and somebody uh, generously donated money that allowed us to turn what was a clunky, difficult-to-use Excel spreadsheet into a nice, easy-to-use website that anybody can sign up to. So we launched that website at the end of 2020, and we now have over a 1,000 households around the UK taking part and about 100 churches engaged in it. 
one of the things I've done to start conversations about climate change is to create this dress showing the, the climate strikes developed by Ed Hawkins. So each strike represents a year and uh, it shows the global average temperature for that year. It starts at the, the late 19th century up at my shoulder uh, down to about 2019 here. And um, you can really see how global temperatures have increased during that time. So I was born around here just before everything starts to get hot. And you can also see how, uh, how the parts per million of CO2 have increased despite there being lots of international meetings and, and the science around climate change becoming more and more certain, we're still putting out more CO2. And relating that to, to my own life and my engagement with the world um, has, has been a really good conversation starter for people here at church and elsewhere. I'd really love to see more households around the UK and more churches sign up and join us here at St Paul's in, in being part of this creation care journey and, and learning how to better care for God's creation. But sometimes we think this is always for other people. We can't do it for ourselves, but we can. And Anne, you're going to come and share with us a little of what you've been doing. Yeah, well, I feel a bit of a fraud, really. Actually, dinosaur comes to mind. As I'm not in Jane's League or in other members of the committee's level of understanding of this whole thing, in terms of things like electric cars, um, even if I had the money, um, I don't fully understand. I'm still at the point of asking questions, like how long do the batteries last? Don't they have some rock in them that's increasingly going to be unavailable, but only available in places like Afghanistan and the Republic of Congo? Having said that, asking questions is a good thing, and I still very much want to be part of the solution and not part of the problem. As this lady Annabelle said, what a clever woman, gosh, so young. Uh, she said in, it's an easy, user-friendly website questionnaire. I can do it, so it must be. And it includes the following subjects. Worship and prayer, home, garden, travel, food, possessions and waste, community and global engagement. Now, obviously, living in a flat, I didn't complete the garden questions. And I'm quite envious that some of you can buy some of the plants that are outside. They're beautiful. And I can't have a smart meter, as it happens, because of the geography of my flat and the energy meters I already have. However, doing the questionnaire, and it really is good, I, got, I only got a bronze award, but I did get a silver award. That was a bronze award overall. But I did get a silver award in the food, possessions, community, and global engagement. And although a lot of the questions are straightforward and obvious, it is really useful just to sit down and give some thought to some of the possible options, maybe something you hadn't thought of or something you didn't know, and just ask some questions of yourself about what you're doing and how you do them. So I have my share of reusable shopping bags, which are very light. I usually have two or three in my handbags. And if I do end up buying a carrier bag, it goes into the food bank, um, the box in the foyer, because they often need that. And I do know where the battery recycling box is in Aldi when I need it. And as I said, taking time asking questions does make you think a little more about the issues. And it is a, that in itself is a prayer reminder, and we can all do that. And it just makes you more aware of the details of what's possible. So, for example, I only just noticed there's a sign. Please, um, it's in the food hall in M&S in Guildford. I think it's been there quite a while, duh, you know. But they, as if you can, I don't know if you can read it, but it says that they take wrappers from...
from their bakery department and the films off the top of food trays and chocolate wrappers and crisp packets, things like that. So I now have a separate bag under the sink for those in my kitchen. God gave us dominion over all the earth and everything in it, land, sea, air. It's our duty to care for it the best we know how. Being careful of what we throw away and how we throw it away may not be a big deal in the scheme of things. But I think as one of the supermarkets says, every little helps. 